This is a reminder, you're listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show live and participate in the quiz and the prizes and all the other fun things that happen on Faith FM Breakfast Show, then simply download the Faith FM app available on Apple or Android platforms. You're listening to Shane and Shane with Takeover here on Faith FM. And as Lawson tries to take over the radio station, no, he's not. Uh, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Just trying to create a segue there didn't quite, quite work, but anyway, that's okay. Um, Lawson, why don't you take over the quiz? How about that? You can take over the quiz. <laughs> I've got him stumped for work. Boys, he's on to me. <laughs> Damn. Right, I found you out. What city am I? Two of Paul's epistles are addressed to the believers in this city. Two epistles mm. to one city. To one city. Wow. Is that maybe? Is the, that the New Testament or the Old Testament? Mm, first and Second Romans. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was First and Second Opinions. Uh, anyway, one eight hundred three two four eight four three is the number to call if you know the answer or. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. That that clue should definitely narrow things down mm. for you a little bit. All right, Bible study time. Yes. Ah, uh, encounter with God. Twenty million movement. Mm-hmm. Twenty million all people all, all studying Nehemiah chapter thirteen, verse fifteen and sixteen today. So mm. why don't we study the same chapter, the same verses along with them? Sounds like a good you can idea. be part of a global movement today right here on Faith FM. Nehemiah chapter 13, verse 15 and 16. In those days, I saw men of Judah treading out their wine presses on the Sabbath. They were also bringing in grain, loading it on donkeys, and bringing their wine, grapes, figs, and all sorts of produce to Jerusalem to sell on the Sabbath. So I rebuked them for selling their produce on the Sabbath. Some men from Tyre who lived in Jerusalem, were bringing in fish and all kinds of merchandise. They were selling it on the Sabbath to the people of Judah and in Jerusalem at that time. Okay, so what's the, uh, what's the issue here? What's the problem? Nehemiah sees a bunch of people doing work and selling stuff on Sabbath. What's wrong with that? Well, it's against Ten Commandments. It's pretty simple, isn't it? Yeah, it's like... I mean, the Ten Commandments are super, super simple. Mm. Um, and super easy to follow. And <laughs> it's like the most basic thing ever. And they're completely ignoring what is taking place. Mm-hmm. Okay, now this raises, raises a much bigger question, and that is uh, the question of Sabbath keeping. Yes. Okay, so for people who may not be familiar with the word Sabbath, we should comment on the word, what the word Sabbath means. The word Sabbath refers to a weekly rest. Um, Jewish people keep the Sabbath on Saturday, along with us here as Seventh-day Adventists, according to the Ten Commandments. Uh, other religions keep the Sabbath, you know, some other religions, you know, there's other ones that keep it on Saturday as well, but um, probably the majority of Christianity keeps the Sabbath on Sunday. Mm. Uh, not that Sunday has ever been the Sabbath, but that's a subject for a different day. The issue at stake here is not which day, but how it should be kept. Mm. When I look out at Christianity today, my church included. I think we're pretty slack when it comes to mm. keeping the Sabbath. And what you've got here is, you know, in the book of Nehemiah, that they were getting really slack about keeping the Sabbath. And so we've got to ask ourselves the question, you know, what is the purpose of the Sabbath? Why did God give the Sabbath? Why is it there? Why does God ask us to keep, you know, 
the Sabbath, whether, and, and today we're not going to look at which day, so regardless of whether you're a Sunday keeper or a Saturday keeper, that is not the issue under question today. The issue is what you do on the day. Now, some people would ask the question, what you, or, or even make the statement that what you do on the day is more important than which day it is. Mm. I would say they are equally important. Yeah, of course. That would be my, my view on that. And if you've got questions on that, then give us a call, 1-800-324-843. I'd be happy to answer those questions. But I don't want to go down that path today. What I want to do, what I want to look at today is what do you do on your Sabbath day? How do you keep your Sabbath day? All right, so let's start with uh, start with the Ten Commandments. That's where it all sort of really originates from. I mean, it originates in the Garden of Eden, of course, with Adam and Eve. The Sabbath is something that comes to us from a world untainted by sin, one of only two institutions that have existed from pre-sin era, uh, the other, of course, being marriage. What does the Ten Commandments actually say about what we should do, not do on the Sabbath day? Mm. So the Ten Commandments says this. It says, remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do your work. But the seventh is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work, you nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your cattle, nor your stranger who is in, who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord created the heavens, the earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested the Sabbath day from all his work. Therefore, he sanctified and set apart the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Okay, I'm just kind of super impressed and in awe right now because Lawson didn't look that up. He just said it. <laughs> did you know you could say that all the way through perfectly like that? Um, or did you just get started and keep going? I, I, I like memorized the Ten Commandments like a long time ago. And I know, so I, I, I know in my heart that some of that, like especially the tail end. I'm like, that was a bit of a paraphrase. But for the most part, well, what we needed to know... There was a slight paraphrase right there at the end, but I think it was a pretty awesome paraphrase. Like, I like your version. Essentially, yeah, that's exactly what uh, Exodus chapter 20 and verse 8 says. And it, and it shows us, it points out exactly what the Sabbath is. Okay, so what's God's idea here? So it's why, why does God do this? It starts with remember. Yes. It says, remember the Sabbath day to Don't keep it, it holy. It's the most forgetting, forgotten commandment out of all the commandments, <laughs> but anyway. Remember the Sabbath day. But then it goes on to say, six days you shall do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. So in it you shall do no work, and no one who is associated with you should work either. No one who is a part of your household. Yeah, your business. Mm. Because in those days, uh, your business included your... When it talks about your household, mm. it's talking about your employees. Mm. Yeah, so essentially... And your family. So basically what we see is like what's God's call for the Sabbath? It's like don't work, don't cause others to work. And to remember the Sabbath, for what reason? Well, because of we see in uh, in Exodus chapter uh, twenty that in verse you know in those verses verses eight to eleven is because of you know because of the creation that God did. Okay, so then essentially what God is doing is giving us a public holiday. Yeah, once a week. Once a week, public holiday where we just chill out and hang out with God. Isn't that the best? Ah. Oh. Nah, it's a burden, Lyle. It's so hard <laughs> oh, to no, keep that's the Jewish. Sabbath. We need to get rid of that. <laughs> so rough, you know. I don't want to take a day off every week. I just want to be overworked. And okay, so I'm going to challenge every listener this morning who is a Christian, regardless of whether you keep your Sabbath on Saturday or on Sunday, to have a look at how you keep your Sabbath day. 
The Bible mm. says this is a day for rest. This is a public holiday that God has given to you on a weekly basis. Are you following God's Ten Commandments in how you keep that particular mm. day? The Bible says the Sabbath day was a day for worship and for community and for gathering together and for social connectedness and for spending time with family and for taking a break from all of the things that are going to stress you during the week. We have developed this attitude that the Ten Commandments were nailed to the cross somehow. Don't ask me where people get that from in their Bibles. Mm. Um, if you can inform me once again, our number is 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843. And as a result of that, we have chosen, chosen as Christians to get rid of our public holiday. Yeah. I mean, seriously. And not only is it a public holiday, it's the best kind of public holiday because it's a public holiday that's all about worship. I know. What, what is wrong with us as human beings? <laughs> I mean, seriously. It's like, you know, oh. it's like, oh, no, it's all been nailed to the cross. That means I can go to work on, on, on Sunday or Saturday or any day that I want to go to work. That's so, and, and so silly. I meet Christians and they're like, yeah, yeah, we, we, we go to church on Sunday morning and go to work on Sunday afternoon. I'm thinking, you guys are missing the point. Mm. You know, the whole point is that this is a day of rest and of worship. God has given you the most amazing gift ever. This is the only gift that God gives, you, gives to you on a regular weekly basis of, you know, enormous significance. Mm-hmm. Uh, we always, we're always thankful when the government comes along and is like, yes, we're going to give you the gift of a public holiday. And we're like, yes, thank you, government. And God does it like, oh, no, 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 we don't want that. That was, that was nailed to the cross. It was done away with. <laughs> yeah, this is wild. Like- <laughs> this is a, this is a, think of it like a park. Mm-hmm. Okay. Park is a nice place to go. It's relaxed. It's peaceful. You're surrounded by green things. It's like a park set. In time. Mm. There's a deep thought, isn't it? It's a park set in time. Mm. So once a week you get to go to that park and relax in time, regardless of where you might be, you know, on this planet. It's just a beautiful place to be. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Okay, so if God has created a park in time, mm. why does he say not to work on it? Oh, because... I mean, that's what's coming through here in Nehemiah very, very clearly. No trading, no buying, no selling, no shopping on the Sabbath day. He just wants to bless us. Like, seriously, he wants to give us time off. He's like, hey, I've created this, as you're calling it, a park. <laughs> I've created this moment in time that you have to worship me. Like, this, just, ah, oh, you just get to take all the time off and you just get to spend time with God and spend time in fellowship with others. Like, why would you want to work? Like, why would you want, what, what could possibly be your motivation other than, like, oh, I'll, like, ah, oh, that extra one day a week of money that you'll make where you have like another five days a week, six days potentially that you could work just to make money on that one day. Like, why don't you just take that okay, time okay. off? What, 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 what I want you to do is think about this for a moment. So, listener, think about this. Think about your favorite park. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. You got, you got it in your mind? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know the name of it? It's probably Spears Point Park. Spears Point Park. Okay. Mm. It's your favorite park. Spears Point Park. Um, and all of our listeners, you'll have your favorite park. So, you put your favorite park in your mind. Now what I want you to do is to contrast that with an industrial park. 
otherwise known as an industrial estate. Mm-hmm. Is there a contrast between those two things? Yes. A very large contrast. So why would we take our Spears Point Park mm. and turn it into an industrial complex? Because that's what's happening here in Nehemiah. Mm. God has given them a park in time and they've filled it with industry. Mm. It's like you you lose the complete blessing of the Sabbath day by doing so. Mm. It just becomes a burden. It becomes something that is hard to deal with, something that is horrid, something you don't want to have a bar of. Mm. It's another work day. It's like drudgery. Yeah. So Nehemiah comes in and, uh, yeah, he's pretty full on about what he does in relationship to uh, the people who are... Let me, let me just flick back over there. I've got to read you this in the KJV version because it just uses some great language that it would be sad to... Uh, Sad to miss out on. So where were we? Verse uh, 15 and 16 where it says, In those days uh, saw I in Judah some treading wine presses on the Sabbath and bringing in sheaves and lading asses or donkeys as also wine, grapes and figs and all manner of burdens which they brought into Jerusalem on the Sabbath day. And I testified against them in the day wherein they sold their victuals. <laughs> you got to love that word. It's one of my favorite words. I brought that back into modern English, you know. I, when where yeah, I, I talk about it. I use that word. I was like, yes, I'm going down to the, I'm going down to the shops. I need to buy some victuals. Some victuals. Absolutely. You need to. Oh, you need to start using that word. Yeah. It's a cool word. I I will. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, going to get some victuals. Victuals. Oh, I have victuals. Mm, Let me go to the fridge and get tasty. some victuals. Ah, uh, their development of Tyre, also therein, which brought fish and all manner of ware and sold on the Sabbath to the children of Judah. And Jerusalem. A lot of people ask me when they come across the subject of the Sabbath, they're like, well, how do you keep the Sabbath? And the reason that, you know, a lot of Christians ask me that question because Christians have completely forgotten how to keep the Sabbath. You know, they might go to church on a Sunday morning or a Sunday afternoon, but the rest of the day, you know, they're just, they are just busy doing their own thing. Mm. It's not a day of worship. It's not a day of community. It's not a day of hanging out with family. It's not a day of spending time with God. It's a day of just, you know, um, working around the house, watching the football, going back to regular employment, what, whatever it might be. That's 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 not what the Bible's talking about right here. When you know, particularly Jesus told us uh, to remember the Sabbath um, and the, you know, and pray that we would not have to work on the Sabbath right down to the very end of time. Mm. You know, that's what Jesus commanded us to do: pray that we would not have to do that kind of stuff on the Sabbath day, right to the end of time. So if God was concerned about it, if Jesus was concerned about it in Matthew 24, then I think that's verse 20, we should be concerned about it as well. I think a point that a lot of people miss in, I guess, their objection to the Sabbath is the fact that they don't understand how much we actually need the Sabbath. Sure. Like, we are so in need of the Sabbath. Like, I guess, you know, it'd be easy to, I guess, chuck something away if you think you didn't need it. But oh, I can just testify to the fact of how, you know, and this only comes by keeping the Sabbath. You realize how much you need at that time to be close to God, to be close to others. Like, you are so in need. And I like my kind of personal testimony of coming to the Lord and overcoming, you know, my old life and the sins and my addictions of my old life are very much wrapped around the Sabbath. Like, the Sabbath literally changed my life. It was the tool that God used to pull me out of the things I was struggling with, with alcoholism, with, with you know, loneliness and depression. God used the Sabbath 
to pull me out of that. Because it's a it's, circuit breaker in the middle of your week, isn't oh, it? Oh, it's just the best because this is one day a week where you go, okay, well, I'm not going to just do stupid stuff. I'm going to go to church and I'm going to spend time with people who also love the Lord, who are going to be a good influence on me. I'm going to spend time praying to God and asking him to help me overcome, which is much more difficult on any other day of the week because of the busyness of life, because of the difficulty of life. They're not saying that we shouldn't, but it was just like as a new believer, as someone who's seeking a relationship with the Lord, it's like, you know, trying to find that time and trying to find the strength to overcome. That was just so found in the Sabbath for me because it was this one day where I could fully focus on that and fully just focus on being close to God. Like, it was the most incredible blessing to me. And to this day, you know, now I'm like, you know, oh, I, uh, earlier earlier last week I had my, um, my three-year anniversary since I got baptized. So, I've been a baptized Christian for three years and um, like, oh, man, the how much my life has changed and where I've come from to where I am now is just incredible. And now I get to do radio and all awesome things in ministry and whatnot. But I'm like, I am so even more so in need of the Sabbath every week to, for God to restore me and put me on the right track to go into the next week of the ministry that I'm doing. You know, it's, oh, it's such a need that we have. Okay. Let me give you an illustration of just how important God sees the Sabbath. Mm. And how well thought out the Sabbath is. Okay. When does the Sabbath begin? On Friday night. For Saturday Keepers? Yeah. For Sunday Keepers, when does the Sabbath begin? Um, Same time, but the next night. Yeah. Theoretically, right? That's mm-hmm. how it, the Bible says, and this is something that will be new for lots of our listeners, I'm sure. The Bible says that the Sabbath begins at sundown mm-hmm. and extends to sundown. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what God has done is he's created a day of rest. Mm-hmm. All right? So let's say that God did it from midnight to midnight or, you know, some other period or, you know, even from from uh, that morning when the sun comes up until when the sun goes down that evening, just, you know, through the daylight period. Imagine how stressful it would be. We would work all the way up. Mm. You know, on Friday night or on Saturday night, we would have a late night. Mm-hmm. We would be doing our usual thing. Uh, we would have our usual late night. Maybe we'd go out and, uh, you know, partying, whatever it might be. And so when the daytime comes, we wrecked. Mm. You can't enjoy that social connectedness and that day of worship that God has designed for us on the Sabbath day when you are wrecked. Mm. And God's like, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm just not. I'm not going to give you just a day of rest. I'm also going to give you an early night. Yeah, well, you know, it's the best. It's like he thought about everything. How well does God know humans? Mm. He knows that once a week we need to have an early night. Once a week is nice to just be able to go to bed early for a change. Mm. You know, whenever somebody comes to you, is like, yeah, I had an early night last night. Everybody is super jealous, aren't they? Oh, it's just the truth. Like, I just, oh, I'm jealous. Like when you say that, I'm like, man, I just want to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody ever complains about like, yeah, I had an early night. Just relax, kick back, took time easy. You know, had a pleasant meal with the family, had some worship, went to bed. Mm. This is what the Bible commands us to do. Mm. And everyone's like, oh, oh, that's commandments. I don't want commandments. I don't want to be told what to do. <laughs> My goodness. Human beings, yeah. what is wrong with us? 
This is Amy Terry with. Uh, she's going to bring to us the song My Day. You're listening to Faith FM. As the sun disappears in the evening sky, I can hear the melody of your smile. Symphony, sweet harmony. Of your grace Lead me in to listen to Your holy word for This is my day Back everybody, that was Amy Cherry with My Day. You're listening to Faith FM. We're about to have another clue for our quiz. Okay, let's let's just do a quick run through. Okay, after leaving Athens, Paul went to this city and stayed a year and a half. Okay, when the Jews 
he opposed Paul's preaching, he left the synagogue and went to the house of Titus Justus. It is here that Paul met Aquila and Priscilla, two of Paul's epistles addressed to the believers in this city, and finally, Paul gave a definition of love to the church located here. So if you want to find the biblical definition for love, well, then it's going to be in one of these books. So give us a call, if you know where that is, 1-800-324-843, and uh, yeah, you can win a prize completely for free. All right, Lyle, what's what's the go? Uh, Isaiah 58 is the go. Oh, yes. Uh, is it Isaiah 58? Yeah, it's Isaiah, let's Isaiah 55. Yeah, here we go. This is better. All right, so what I'm going to ask is the, qu- the next question now, because we're talking about what you do on the Sabbath. Mm. Clearly, Nehemiah has made it plain that we don't do uh, secular labor. Neither do we do, uh, you know, shopping and business on the Sabbath day. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has uh, booted out the Gentiles who have been doing this, and of course, been you know selling to the Jewish people. He's just sort of like removed them from the city, testified against them in the day that they did it, and it gets even more uh, full on in the next couple of verses. But uh, and so we've been talking about the blessing of the Sabbath day. How God gives you a day off. You know, this is your, this is your public holiday. Um, this is your time to relax and kick back. Uh, but does that mean then mean that we just sit back and uh, spend that, that all that time just uh, you know catching up on um, I don't know what's the what's the latest thing that everybody's watching these days now that um, uh, what's that silly show finished um, that I never watched? I'm the only person on the planet who never watched it, and I've gone blank on it right now. It'll come to me in a minute. Lo- lo- uh, um, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Now, now that Game of Thrones is finished, what's the what's the what's the what's the next one that everybody's watching? Oh, I'm just not. Everyone's up on watching this the Mandalorian at the moment. Mandalorian. Okay, all right. Is the Sabbath day your day for catching up on the Mandalorian? Um. Well, no. Okay. Isaiah chapter fifty-eight, verse thirteen. Please. Mm, the Bible says, "Keep the Sabbath day." Holy, don't pursue your interests on that day, but enjoy the Sabbath and speak of it with delight as the Lord's holy day. Honor the Sabbath in everything you do on that day, and don't follow your own desires or talk idly. Okay, so when we look at this passage right here, the Bible says, take your foot off the Sabbath. Mm. Doesn't mean a whole lot to us in Western society. Uh, Go to the Middle East, look at the carvings that you see that great kings have made where they have proclaimed their victory over their enemies and you'll all see them, well, many times you'll see them with one foot on top of their enemy. Mm. And so what Isaiah is saying, stop treating the Sabbath like your enemy. Mm. Stop doing your own things on my holy day, your own pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight. Mm. Okay, so no, the Sabbath is not a day for catching up on the Mandalorian. You think about, you know, your connection with God and your worship experience and how much you're enjoying your relationship with Jesus Christ and you've been given a whole day for worship, for social connectedness, for fellowship, for all of the things that we as human beings really, really need. Mm. You've been given a whole day for that and you're going to plop down in front of the TV and watch the Mandalorian. What's it going to do to your spiritual experience right there? It's like, it's just going to be non-existent. Yeah. What, what spiritual experience? Like, yeah, exactly. Like. It's not happening. <laughs> it's just it's just not there. Um, or your computer games, you know. It's the same oh, thing with your computer so games. So true. This is why the Bible says, you know, this is not a day for doing your own pleasure. This is a day for doing God's pleasure. Mm. And as human beings, we are suffering a pandemic of depression and anxiety, which is 
largely being driven by screens and screen mm. addictions. And if you replace the Sabbath day with just, you know, time off to pursue your screen addictions, it's going to actually do more damage than it is good. Mm. Bible says, call the Sabbath uh, a delight. Okay, can I ask you a question? Yes. (laughs) This is something that comes up when people read this passage. Oh, okay. Yeah. Can you have sex on the Sabbath? Yeah, good question. Um, Yes. (laughs) Because and the reason being, the reason being is that, uh, well, this is my opinion. Mm-hmm. Now, I should say that this is my opinion. This is not, and other people have a different opinion, and I am mm. absolutely comfortable with that. Um, it is not, in my view, one of those things of can you, can you not? It's a, a an issue of do you choose to or do you choose not to? The Sabbath is about social connectedness and closeness with your family and in this case, in this question, with your spouse. Mm. Um, And, you know, sex is a part of holy matrimony. Yeah. Um, And, you know, if if God can't be a part of that experience, then you shouldn't be participating in that experience at all. Mm. Fully. Um, So that's my view on it. Other people are going to take a different view and I'm happy for them to take a different view on it. I've sort of uh, had different views on it over the years. And, um, you know, I, I, I think that's just, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> there you go. Lawson asked that the questions. I needed that put, advice put, like put at this on the, time. Put me on the spot <laughs> with a very valid question. Mm. Um, the Bible doesn't say, the Bible doesn't actually give a lot of specifics in relationship to Sabbath keeping. It mm. gives some, some specifics which outline principles. Mm. So obviously business and commerce and... Um, um, employment are things that you don't do on the Sabbath mm. day. Um, some of these other things that the Bible is not as specific on doing your own, you know, you know, your own pleasure. You know, let's not use the Sabbath for watching the footy. Yeah, you're not having a relationship. You're not having a connection with God, a relationship with God while you're watching the footy. We have other days of the week to do all that kind of stuff, mm. and God is not trying to be selfish. He's not trying to take anything away from us. There is no greater indicator for good health, length of life, uh, and quality of life than social connectedness. Mm. Just look at the Rosetta study as an example. It is a day that has been designed by God to meet all of the needs that we would be distracted from if that day did not exist. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Anyway, let's, where we go to next? Let's go to Mark. Let's go to Mark. Mark chapter 2. Let's see what God says about this particular day. Mark chapter 2 and verse 27. Mark chapter 2, verse 27. The Bible says... Um, that Jesus said to them, the Sabbath was made for man, made, the Sabbath was made to meet the needs of the people and not people to meet the requirements of the Sabbath. So the son of man is even the Lord of the Sabbath. Okay. So what does Jesus claim about the Sabbath in that last verse? Um, that he is the Lord of the Sabbath. Yeah, It's his day. It's his special day. Mm. It belongs to him. It belongs to Jesus Christ. Lots of people ask me, oh, how do you keep the Sabbath? You know, you're not allowed to do this, not allowed to do that. And they start to list off all these things. Like, no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. You do not keep the Sabbath the way the Pharisees kept the Sabbath. You keep the Sabbath the way that Jesus kept the mm. Sabbath. And you'll notice here, it begins by saying the Sabbath was made for 
humanity. Mm. The word therefore man is not uh, Jew or Hebrew or Israelite. It is humanity, for all humanity. And it was made to be a blessing for all humanity. There's a blessing there. It's right at your fingertips. You might, you know, it. it uh, so many people are missing out on it right now. And if you as a listener this morning are missing out on the Sabbath, I would encourage you this week, keep your first Sabbath. Mm. Um. Have an early night on Friday evening. Relax, kick back, enjoy yourself. Get together with your family. Go to church the next day. Worship God. Enjoy the fellowship of being, you know, surrounded by friendly people. And if it's not a friendly church, go to a different one. Mm. It's not like we're, you know, stuck for choice here in Australia. There are so many good and blessed things that we can um, do on the Sabbath that, uh, yeah, just really, really amazing. Anyway, we need to. Uh, uh, so many things we could talk about this. I, I could, I could go on on this on this subject all day, um, <clears throat> but we do need to move on on with the show. This is how with Kemi Agendi featuring Anna Weatherup. Come to the altar, come to the altar Wear your best clothes, we'll put on a show Just get comfortable, this space is all yours It's all about you Come to the Saviour, God our Creator Come, let us praise Him for maybe an hour Then when we're done, we'll Pack him all up, send him back to his corner Sing about Jesus, sing of his love Sing of the life that he gave up for us But heaven forbid that God would have the nerve to ask you to give up your own What you say, you believe let him write it on your heart Let him carve it on each part of who you are Cause how can we follow Christ only when it's convenient? How can we worship a God who we don't even know? His word for a moment or so Take what you like and leave what you don't Tell me how Tell me how What you say you believe Would you write it with your blood the God we say we love, oh, He's worth it all. He is worth it all. What you stand here and sing, let Him write it on your heart. He is worth let Him call it on each part of who you are. Cause how can we fall? 
said than done but there's a program called forgive to live designed to help us all improve our lives and discover the healing power of forgiveness so if you're keen to take that first step head to forgive to hello greetings from your local warrigal seven day British church my name is tara i am part of a prayer group that meets every wednesday evening at 6 30 here at church We would love to have you join us in discussions and prayer. We would love to have the privilege to pray for you and any other further prayer requests. We pray for the sick, the needy, and also our local community. The address again is 43 Mason Street, Warrigal. That's every Wednesday, 6.30pm. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio.
Welcome back, everybody. That was Ali Moss with God Rest You Merry Gentlemen. Mm. Bit of a seasonal song right there. Classic. Yes. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Question of the day. Here what about we- quiz? Quiz, 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 We've quiz. We've done all the quiz. Oh, we have? We've finished We've ran, all up, ran the out clues. of clues. We've like run out of clues for the quiz. It's a letter to a church, and there are two letters by Paul to this church. And one of those letters... Um, that to this particular church contains the definition of love. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And it is not First and Second Thessalonians. D- there you go. They, <laughs> it is they. not First and Second and Thessalonians. And as we, I think we talked about this earlier this week, the tenth chapter of the second epistle talks about all of Paul's sufferings that he experienced in his missionary work. But now, question. Oh, you can give us a call one eight hundred three two four eight four three, and you can win a prize if you know which city this is. But let's do. Question of the day. Let's do question of the day. Already. Yeah. Christmas Day is of pagan origin. So why was it adopted as Jesus' birthday by the early church? And why did Christianity adopt some other days of pagan from paganism? Have we not sold out to the devil who most likely uses pagan worship and practices to corrupt the church? Yeah, really good question that we've got right here. And uh, the question is, you know, does in, in many ways does Satan inhabit that day? And so when we bring that day across to Christianity, does Satan come across with it? Mm. You know, that's that's kind of what the uh, where the question is is heading in my uh, view of the of the question. Okay, so origin of Christmas uh, goes back um, centuries, if not millennia, before the time of Christ. It goes to the birthday of Tammuz, who was born on December twenty five. He was the son of uh, Ishtar, who was the queen of Babylon. Um, she, he was supposedly immaculately conceived by her supposed union with the sun mm. and Nimrod in the sun. And so, yes, he, uh, he, 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 she called herself the mother of God, the queen of heaven. He died in a hunting accident at the tusks of a wild boar, a pig. And she mourned for him for 40 days, followed by the end of her mourning, which came at the time of her annual festival, which followed the cycle of the moon, mm-hmm. um, which was the first full moon after the spring equinox in the Northern Hemisphere, i.e. Ishtar's Easter. festival of Easter, which comes after 40 days of m- m- uh, Lent. 
So, yeah, these things have uh, pagan origin, no question about it at all. Not only do they have pagan origin, but they have pagan origin that is a direct counterfeit of what Jesus would do. Mm. So why should we, you know, we just played a Christmas song. Why should we remember the birth of Jesus at this time of year? This is something that has clearly been brought across from paganism into Christianity. Now, I do not and am not in favor of bringing things across from paganism into Christianity. Mm. However, we need to ask ourselves the question, because this has happened and the whole world recognizes Christmas as being the time that we remember the birth of Jesus. I don't think there are too many people out there who think that, yeah, we know the exact date that Jesus was born. But it's the time that we remember the birth of Jesus. It's like the Queen's birthday. When have we ever had the Queen's birthday on her birthday? Like never. Yeah, we're Australians. Which is just, we put it on a pub, we put it on a long weekend, so we're gonna have a long weekend. Which is just the best, absolutely. Like, by the way, <laughs> and uh, um, Queen Elizabeth has never been offended by it, or bothered by it, or perturbed by it. She's like, "Yep, you Aussies, you got a you got a public holiday, go for it." Um, and so you know, is it a bad thing to remember the birth of Christ? No, it's a good thing to do so. Is it a bad thing to have traditions? No, provided they do not violate the word of God. Tradition in of in and of itself is not a bad thing. The question is, because this one comes from pagan origin, does that then mean it brings its paganism with it? Is it possible to separate paganism from something that is pagan so that it becomes effectively inert? Mm. And the answer is, Paul actually does a whole chapter of the Bible on this subject. And you'll find it in 1 Corinthians chapter 8, where he deals with the subject of meat or food that has been offered to idols. Uh, the concept was in ancient times that um, that when you know somebody offered their food to an idol, you could then there was you know it was it was kind of like you know you've got you know blessed food today like halal food or something like that. It would carry a premium price. Uh, you would be eating the god by doing so. You'd be taking the power of the god into yourself, and so you would spend more on this food, and you would supposedly get greater benefit from it. You'd get spiritual benefit from it, and it was a part of their pagan worship. Okay, so Paul goes to great lengths to show that you know a piece of food is not a god, mm-hmm. uh, and in the same way that a day is not a god. Mm. Um, and so he's like, when it comes to a piece of food, it does not ma- make any difference whatsoever at all whether this piece of food is a piece of pagan worship or not. It's just a piece of food. Mm. That's all there is to it. Now, if you eat the piece of food as religious practice, that's a problem. Yeah, fully. And if you keep Christmas as a, as a pagan practice, that's a problem. But the day in and of itself is not inhabited by Satan. Satan is beyond that. Satan inhabits human beings, mm. not objects. Mm-hmm. Okay, People talk about objects that are, inv- that are inhabited by Satan. They're not inhabited by Satan. Uh, they are owned by human beings, and because those human beings refuse to surrender them, Satan comes into their life. So the issue here in 1 Corinthians chapter 8 is that no... If something that has been uh, pagan in the past has been transferred across, there is um, no issue just because of its pagan origin. This is Jordan Smith with If It Came Upon a Midnight Cliff. It came 
upon the midnight clear that glorious song of old from angels bending near the earth to touch their harps of gold Still through the cloven skies they come with peaceful Jordan Smith, it came upon a midnight clear. You're listening to Faith FM. We've come to the end of our show, and that mm. means we're going to give something away, and that means that Lawson is holding a prize in his hand that you don't even have to call in for. Mm. Uh, it's just there. So 1-800-324-843 is the number to call. Uh, so give us a call right now. Uh, no, actually not right now. Once the the gift has been announced. So Lawson, announce away. Okay, I'm giving away. I just want to draw this out as long as possible, you know, so people get ready. But I'm dialing those numbers. Like here we go. Here we go. A book. One eight hundred. You got that? Yeah. One eight hundred three two four eight four three. Uh huh. Now save it in your phone. Okay. Yeah. All done. Yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Faith FM. Ready? So to you're go. Ready, ready to call any other day you want to call. Now go. Okay. I'm giving away a book. Mm. It's a book called "What's Got You" by L. S. Johnson. 
It's a really neat book, really awesome book. Um, it's just it's it's in the it's about the subject of personal attachments. What are healthy attachments? What are unhealthy attachments? What attachments will lead to success? What attachments will lead to failure? From a from a very Christian perspective, what are the things that we should be focusing on? What are the things that we should be uplifting in our lives as Christians to be as successful as we possibly? Kent, um, in living a life that is close to God. But anyways, we are coming to the end of the show. And uh, yeah, we'll, Don't forget to, to talk faith, live faith, act faith, and you will grow strong in Jesus Christ. Amen. Change my heart, oh God. Make it ever true. Change my heart, oh